Good morning, good morning. This is Binyam on the Bin Checking Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. We are on episode number 96. Today is, let's see here, today is the 15th of November, halfway through the month of November already as we progress our way towards 2022. My goodness, that's coming up here, isn't it? Today is, as you can see behind me, a very cloudy, dreary, wet day here in Calgary, Alberta. Um, so it's a sign of the times to come and the season we're currently in, which is, I think, winter already. I, I'm pretty sure it's winter already. But I'm glad to see you, Ollie. C- come on in. Good to see you guys coming on the Instagram and the TikTok, of course. Uh, these are the platforms we live stream on. And... Uh, This is the podcast where we do a few things that I often reflect on and um, and I don't get tired of saying how we start this podcast because the premise for why this podcast exists is very intentional. First and foremost, this podcast is for my benefit. This podcast is so that I can get to be a better version of me. And as I pursue that end, I encourage you guys to follow along and see what that looks like for yourselves, too. So we have three key pillars of awareness, kindness, and happiness. These are three three things that I was talking to a friend about this weekend and telling her about this podcast and how I recap often on a daily basis why these three things are important. Because as I repeat these things for myself, they become more and more a part of why I exist and how I want to intentionally go about navigating my experience in this world and so i don't think these things happen by chance when we get to a certain point of what resonates with us i don't think it happens by chance when we are in that zone of saying okay how do we um how do we arrive at a better version of ourselves that doesn't happen by accident accident i believe i think that happens by intentionally in an ongoing way being aware of how we're shifting and changing and when we have access to that change it goes a lot better for us, I believe. So welcome again to this 96th episode. This week, I am certain we will be crossing the 100 mark threshold for episodes on this podcast, which is amazing, amazing. Um, it won't be long, I'm sure, before we are crossing over the four digits threshold but we make our way towards these numbers and these goals by being consistent and so 100 episodes is something for me that i'm super grateful for and i want to celebrate and so i'm thinking of a special way of celebrating that and um, i think what i might do is maybe just more of an open question dynamic or something worthwhile celebrating um, so I hope you can be part of that. That is coming up this week, I believe, on Friday. And so that's super exciting. In the meantime, um, let us get on with today's episode. What we do on this podcast, like I say, we focus on the three key pillars of awareness, kindness, and happiness, awareness of ourselves, how we're changing over time, kindness towards ourselves, because we all need some kindness, especially as we acknowledge and accommodate for change in our own personal lives, and because we've learned very well how to rip ourselves apart and finally the happiness piece as a way of what we work ourselves towards as we process all of the other emotions along the way so these are some things that are on my horizon that i think are critical and important um and we 
touch on these three pillars on an ongoing daily basis by going through a list of self-reflection questions. Today, uh, the question, the self-reflection question we're focusing is in the category of improving our relationships. And the question today goes as such. Who looks up to you the most and why do you think that is? Who looks up to you the most and why do you think that is? This may be one of the questions that some of you, are, as you're listening in, are saying, I'm not sure I have much familiarity with this question because I don't think anyone does look up to me. I'm just, I'm just me and I don't have any influence. I don't have any impact. I'm just an ordinary person. I'm not anyone inspirational. Um, let me see if I can dispel a lot of that perspective or, or, or that sense of feeling that you might be having. As a member of the human race, I think every one of us is to some sense influenced. Kyle, my friend, how are you? Good to see you. How are you today? I'm doing well. Um, yes, so I would say most, if no, actually, I would say all of us in some sense have been influenced. I think from the very genesis of our existence, from the very get-go of our birth uh, into this world, we have been in this we have been in this climate, this environment where we've had to learn things, and we usually learn learn things from external factors, whether it's by experience. Don't touch the hot stove or else you'll get burned. That is experience externally that's teaching and saying, don't do that. There's influence there. But more, more specifically, also in the context of community, I think because we aren't independent, um, ultimately, like we didn't bring ourselves into existence, our parents had to come together and conceive us. And because we were uh, birthed, and in some sense, as we were birthed and brought into this world, we had to be taught some things along the way. We had to be taught how to communicate socially. We had to learn uh, the language. We had to learn what is okay and not okay by way of behaviors. We had to learn so many elements that are nuanced in our culture that we, every single one of us, has been influenced. But have you ever thought about this? As a kid, when you're born and brought into existence, and as um, you took up space in your family's life, you also were extending influence. Even though you were being influenced and taught a lot of things, even as a young individual at that time, your influence was affecting others. Because of your existence, you were affecting and you were influencing your parents, your caregivers, they had to make space and time for you. They had to make space and time to communicate to you and learn how to communicate with you. They had to ch shift their life schedule so that they could make space for you. Furthermore, your friendships at school, you may think, I'm just someone who's ordinary, normal. Therein, too, you also were extending your influence because as you participated in that social uh, climate, your influence was palpable, even if you were the least significant member uh, from your perception in your group, you still extended that influence where they knew about you and they knew what it was to be like around you and they accommodated for that in whatever ways they did. I guess all I'm trying to say is every single one of us has influence in some way. Every single one of us does. We are influenced, yes, but we also do extend our influence whether we know that we're doing it or not. The very fact that you go to the store and buy groceries at the same store, you might think, I'm just someone ordinary, no one of noteworthy, and yet I'll, I'll bet you there's someone along, 
the way to the grocery store and in your interactions in the grocery store who's familiar with you and says, oh, yeah, I know that person. I may not know them to speak to them, but I know of their existence. I know that they come at this time all the time. I know that they buy this as part of their um, shopping list. Like They have some sort of awareness of what it means to be you in the way that you've presented yourself to them. So all this to say, I think every single one of us can answer today's question. What's today's question? We're answering the question, who looks up to you the most and why do you think that is? This question, first of all, entails that in some sense, we extend influence on others. We extend influence on others. But today's question is really specific. Who looks up to you the most? Now, we're not talking literally like who looks up to you. I've got a <laughs> in my in my friend group that I spend time with on a weekly basis. There are some who are vertically challenged. There are some who are just plain short. <laughs> and as we spend time on an ongoing basis, I tease these individuals and I say things to them like, you'll always be looking up to me. <laughs> They're older than I am, but I tease them royally about how short they are. And it's all in good fun, mind you. But um, I'm not talking about that kind of looking up to. I'm talking about a different kind of looking up to whereby you admire someone, whereby uh, you appreciate their influence, whereby you're saying, I want to be like this person. For example, my mom is far shorter than I am, my late mother, that, that, that is. She, she was far shorter than I was. And yet, I always say, I look up to my mom. I don't look up to her that way. I look up to her by way of her characteristic stature. She was... Ah, she was taller than I am that way. She was one of the most amazing human beings I've ever known. And I've really appreciated her influence in my life. I want to become more like my mom. And so my way of, like, the, the cultural way of saying that figuratively is I look up to this individual. Who do you look up to by way of what influence they've extended on you? That's how I understand this question. Who looks up to you? the most. Now I'm looking at the person who looks up to you, my dear listener. Not who do you look up to. I mean, it's great to consider who you look up to and to express your appreciation to that person so that they know they have made an impact. That's a huge gift that you can give to this individual. So if you haven't done that, my dear listener, make today the day where you pass on some amazing, happy feels by contacting that person and saying, I was challenged today by someone I was listening to to let you know how big of an influence you are in my life and how much I appreciate you. I'm giving you some words of what you can use in case you're kind of saying, I don't know what to say. Just call them up and simply say, hey, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you for X, Y, and Z reasons, and I'm so thankful you're in my life. See, it's that simple. And I want to make it that simple so you can take that and make it your own. You might just call and say, hey, I just want to let you know I like you. Bingo. That is huge, right? Whichever way it matches in your own experience, make that a part of your, your itinerary as often as you can. Because when we miss those opportunities, can I tell you, I've officiated far too many um, funerals where I've seen the regrets. I've seen the regret of individuals who in the aftermath of the passing of those that were dear and loved to them wish they'd had a chance to convey and communicate how much that person meant to them. So make that a part of your itinerary. Do that as often as you can just to either by way of a text message saying, hey, I was just thinking about you and I just want to let you know how thrilled I am that you exist. See that? 
simple. And yet, on the receiving end, do you know what it does? It boosts in a significant way that individual. So that's not the point of today's podcast, though. <laughs> but it's a great encouragement that I wanted to spend a little bit of time just to say, do this. Do this because it's something so beautiful that you can pass on to someone and so worthwhile. For example, yesterday I was on a business call with some friends and in parting one of our, our collaborators, um, she says to me, Binium, did you know you have an amazing radio voice? And I say, thank you. That's really encouraging. So that was encouragement that she was passing on to me that filled up my tanks and saying, yeah, I should do something with this, for example, right? These kind of opportunities when you can reach out to someone and just say, hey, I just want you to know how important you are in my life. What an amazing, simple way of adding value to someone else that is meaningful. Can you imagine being remembered as someone who encourages just because you were intentional with your words? You were intentional to use your words to enable someone to feel like a million dollars or more. So, uh, moving on though, the question is not who do you look up to the most, but who looks up to you the most? Who is there in your life who looks up to you in, in a way that says, I have really been impacted by you. I have really been um, affected because of your investment in me. This one is perhaps a little more challenging because now you have to consider a different category. Not who has invested in you, but who are you investing in in a significant way that they are so thrilled about your part in their life? Who is it that you're going around and sowing and investing in whereby they're coming back and saying, ah, this is really good. I really appreciate this. I was starting off the podcast by arguing that I think every single one of us, in some sense, extends influence. It's just one of those dynamics that happens when we are a member of the human race, is that we rub shoulders with each other. For good or for not, it, it happens. You know, we see a lot more friction in the world today than we see a lot more happy connections, because that's what is a lot more featured on the media. And I would like to think that there's a lot more of this happening that just isn't featured. You know, I, I still have this optimistic sense about our world and the way that people connect. And there's a lot of beautiful things happening. And I, I believe, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of those amazing specimens, because what we focus on in this po podcast is very specific. We're focusing on how do we get to be better versions of us as we engage our world. And as we get to be better versions of ourselves, we start honoring ourselves and then we start presenting a, a version of ourselves that is holistically true to us and authentically um, honest with those around us. And that's a beautiful thing. And when we give our honest selves to those around us in community, what a powerful gift it is. We start making deeper connections in the sense that it's like, this is so good. This is so bright and and profound. And uh, it's it's a fantastic gift when you can give the real you to someone else because then they feel like they have this level of intimacy and connection that is rarely experienced in our social settings today. There's a lot of peacocking, there's a lot of pretending, there's a lot of presenting versions of ourselves that reflect more perfection than reality. 
And in that zone, a lot of us still feel that sense of isolation and distance from one another. We can kind of see through it and we kind of play along this game. But I believe what our hearts most desire is how can we experience not this distance, but how can we find those individuals in our lives? How can we be influenced by those individuals in our lives who we feel safe with to say, can I tell you the real me? I'm actually really struggling right now. There's this area that I am feeling so guilty about or so beat down by or this perspective of myself that I have. Can I tell you the real me? That's what we really desire and long for. And in the absence of that, we just feel that sense of disconnect. And we kind of get used to it and go through life on this premise. I'm talking about something different today, and that is who looks up to you the most and why do you think that is? Who looks up to you because you are intentional about the way you give yourself away? Who looks up to you most because the way that you share your experiences in life, the way you share your um, insights, the way you share your you-ness is so palpable that they say, I've got a friend in this person. I've got someone that I can trust. I've got someone that I can go to when I feel the need to connect. That is a profound gift that so many in our world today, may I argue, are longing for and not experiencing. So before I answer this question, can I just address that there may be some of you who are really struggling with this question because you're not sure who it is that looks up to you. You have such a low view of maybe your contributions. You may have this very modest assessment of your impact in your world and in your social community that you're saying... Binyam, there is no one that looks up to me. I am just, like I said, a normal, ordinary person, and there's not much that I extend that way. I can understand that perspective. I can acknowledge it. And even as I um, consider where you're coming from there, can I suggest that... Can I suggest that in the absence of hearing from those who affirm your input in their lives, um, it may may not necessarily be the case. It may actually more so be the case that you have more people in your life that appreciate you that maybe don't know how to communicate it. And just because you're not getting the feedback, it doesn't mean that this question is designed to discourage you. So in the absence of even hearing from these individuals whom you're investing in that you don't even know you have a part in their lives, can I ask who are you specifically intentionally investing in whereby you feel that your influence and what you're offering and what you're contributing in that context is something that makes you feel good? And they may not have communicated to you how much that means to them, but in the absence of them communicating it, can I even encourage you to go out on that limb and consider those individuals? And why I'm I'm asking you to consider those individuals is I want you to continue doing what you're doing in them because there's purpose behind what you're doing. And there's, there's gravitas that in the absence of you doing that, things would start spiraling downhill, right? Continue doing what you're doing. And if anything, can I be the one that you can say looks up to you? Because in my assessments, these are the kind of qualities that I find supremely attractive in an individual, supremely attractive when they selflessly are investing and giving themselves away in a way that benefits others and brings them up. Can I be the one today that celebrates you? 
Can I be the one that says, I so appreciate your contribution and your investment in these individuals' lives. I want to celebrate you today. Is that fair? And I don't want to give you false praise. I don't want to give you false praise. Not at all. I want to celebrate you and saying, this is really brilliant what you're doing. This is really brilliant. And I'm so glad for how you are giving yourself away. And even as I appreciate you in a blind sort of fashion, because I don't know you personally yet, I want to know you. And if you haven't heard from those individuals, I want to appropriately celebrate you. So the way I would commend you to do that is send me a message saying, you asked me to do this. And no one has really done this for me before, but I want it to be acknowledged. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be acknowledged for good things. It's actually a beautiful thing to be able to stand in that gap and say, hey, there's something that I'm receiving here that was worthwhile because I put something fantastic out there. I want to be able to be the one who comes alongside and says, hey, I so appreciate what you're doing. All right. So along those lines, along those lines, let me carry on. Who looks up to you the most? If you haven't had anyone communicate that to you, send me a message. I would love to hear what it is that you're doing and how you're giving yourself away because I want to celebrate you. But why do you think that is? That's the second part of the question. Why do you think that they look up to you the most? What is it that you're doing that, 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 that makes it worthwhile for them? Here's my response to this. My response is this. It's actually a simple one. It's almost um, a response that is predictable. <laughs> I know there's so many of you that have uh, reached out to me. My inbox is, is rich with affirmations and appreciations and so many things. I receive a lot of love and I so appreciate it. So I know that I inspire so many of you. I know I encourage so many of you with my perspectives, with my voice, with my ability to be able to say, here's how this world makes sense and how I'd like you to move a little forward in your own experience and understanding of this world. So thankful for that. But now, in my own case, who looks up to me the most? I would say my kids look up to me the most. My three kids. I've got a 10-year-old girl, 8-year-old boy, and a 7-year-old girl. You'll never meet them on here uh, while they're minors because uh, my ex and I, we so value their safety and their privacy and their their space to grow up as kids, and so we wanted to make space for that. Um, but they know about my my contribution online. They know that I'm very proud of them. They know that I talk about them on here, and they also know why they're not on here, too. So I... Um, I have a massive influence in their lives. Let me just pull my notes. I'm just getting a little emotional here. Excuse me. I get emotional and I affirm normalizing getting emotional for guys because I think that's something that we want to reclaim in the masculine identification of what it means to be a man. And that is to be able to be okay with expressing emotion because there is courage and strength when we are willing to be on point with who we are. There's courage and strength to be able to say, here's what I'm feeling because most of us as guys have grown up learning how to say, I can't show weakness. And I'm going to say baloney. I believe weakness or perceived signs of weakness are actually gutsy. 
gutsy to be able to say, here's what's going on on the inside, and I'm not afraid to be able to express what's going on on the inside. I get emotional when I talk about things that really mean a lot to me, and so I am unabashedly, I am unashamedly forthright when I express emotion because I want you to know, especially my fellow guys, that this is something that is for our emotional and mental health when we're able to learn how to express emotion. So back to the question, who looks up to me the most? My kids look up to me the most. Why do they look up to me the most? It's probably for a different reason now. Before it was dad's like the leader of the church and he's he's like the one who's the boss and he gets to do all these things. You know how kids can sometimes see things, right? My dad is really important. He does all these important things. And it wasn't that I neglected them. I still spent time with them. But who doesn't like seeing their their heroes in positions of authority and kind of being movers and shakers, right? That's the role that I had once upon a time. And I say it's different now because I've learned different things along the way. I've had some significant face plants in the in the um, course of life that I've lived and some very um, humbling circumstances, some very humbling experiences whereby I've had to become a more authentic version of me that I didn't feel safe to present once upon a time. So now I'm living in a setting where I want to lead with, with um um, with transparency. That's like one of my core values is being honest. And in me being honest, it's me. Um, hello, friends. How are you? Uh, in me being honest, it's me going forward and saying, how can I now present a version of me that is authentic and true? Because as you get to know me, you're actually getting to know the real opinion, not the version of opinion that I once thought I had to give. And in so doing, perhaps one of the biggest gifts that I see myself giving my kids today, and this is answering today's question, is I want to give them the gift of my messiness. Basically, I want to model for them what it looks like when I don't get it right all the time. I want to enable them to feel and perceive what it's like to be real in this world, that we're not made to be showing perfection, but what it looks like as I make mistakes, as I acknowledge those mistakes, as I try to learn from those mistakes, and as I try to become a better version of me. What does that look like as I, I model this for my kids? So I think my kids look up to me the most because I'm on a different season where I'm saying, kids, I don't have it all together. And as I go forward, um, I want to uh, I want to uh, give this version of me that enables me to say, to be human is to fumble. To be human is to learn our way forward. And so I want them to grow up not having the sense of expectation and pressure where they're like, I, I have to be on point and perfect because that's what dad expects of us as opposed to, hey, um, dad presented a model of messiness that I can relate to. And so I'm going to learn from his experience, hopefully, what it looks like for me to be um, intentional in the lessons that I'm learning when I make mistakes, that they can make mistakes, that they can learn from their mistakes, that there's space and grace to be able to still be themselves in the midst of their mistakes, and finally, that they can pursue being a better version of themselves. That's what I want to model, and I think that's why my kids look up to me the most today, is because I'm a lot more authentic. They can ask me questions. For example, this past week, when they were hanging out with me this past weekend, 
my baby daughter asked me again, Dad, why aren't you with Mom again? Because that's still something that she's processing. And the, uh, the uh, two older ones were like, you shouldn't talk about that. I said, no, let's talk about that. Let's make space and time for that. And it was a really beautiful moment for us to be able to connect at that point and say, hey, here's what it was like when Dad made a mistake. Here's what Dad had to learn in the midst of that mistake when he hurt Mom by the actions that he did. Here's how Dad is still trying to be a better version of himself. These are moments, moments in a regular um, sequence that are occurring in my life when I have an opportunity to be with my young kids for me to reflect and say, how can I continue to influence them? Because I know they're looking up to me. I know at some point they're going to grow up and maybe have different influences in their life. But for this season, how can I maximize that influence I have with them? How can I maximize that influence where it leaves a bit of me and them in the way that they can see the world, in the way that they experience the world, in a way that seems and feels authentic and true in their own context. That is something that I think that is really important as I extend my influence on them. So, there you have it, friends. You, again, might be one of those listeners. You haven't really heard the kind of impact you've had in the lives of those that you invest in. You don't even think that you have invested in anyone's life in a, in a meaningful way whereby they look up to you. Let me remind you that most of us weren't brought up being taught how to communicate and express gratitude, especially for those in our lives. And that's a sad thing for me. And I want to reverse that trend. But in the meantime, because you haven't heard those that feedback, I want to hear from you. And I want to be that voice that says, can I tell you why I genuinely am looking up to you because of how I'm hearing your impact in your world? I would love to hear that. I would love to be that voice in your life. I don't do this as a pity uh, maneuver. It's not that at all. I do this out of an authentic desire to say I want to affirm and celebrate and boost up what I think is worthwhile boosting up. I want to speak words that are resonating with you where you're like, okay, this is not fluff. This is the real thing. And these are words that I can actually take to heart because they are from the heart and they are authentically true to who I am and what I'm doing. That's worthwhile. This has been the 96th episode, another sweet time again. Join me tomorrow for the 97th episode. I hope you have a great Monday. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.